With its trademark chicken sandwich, hospitable atmosphere, stellar service, and catchy and effective my pleasure response to everything, Chick-fil-A has transformed the so-called fast food industry into a delicious, desirable, and pleasant family dining experience. You're listening to the Karen 10 Podcast, where we bring our alumni back inside Karen University in just 10 minutes. Chick-fil-A is a company distinctive on many fronts. In particular, Chick-fil-A's model of business is different, and to run one of these restaurants is not only a great challenge, but also a very exclusive opportunity given to only select entrepreneurs. We're joined today by three alumni who are each Chick-fil-A owner-operators. They're on the younger side, mostly, uh, and each has an interesting story of how they came to be owner-operators. They are Brad Burkholder, Josh Maxwell, and Luke Trader. Gentlemen, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having us. us. I think the first question has to do, and Brad, let me ask you this, about the process of becoming an owner-operator. As I mentioned, from what I understand, it's challenging. Can you tell anybody who's listening about that process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it can be a lengthy time um, over co- course of a couple of years uh, where someone can apply to be an owner-operator with Chick-fil-A. Um, all three of us had more of a grassroots approach where we started working in a restaurant uh, for another owner-operator and then eventually led to an application process where we like Josh had 14 interviews. I only had a couple and probably Luke as well. Um, so it can be very lengthy, um, but they look at not only our education background, but our, our service and our local churches and communities, um, but what we're doing for Chick-fil-A as well. Um, it's uh, financially not that hard or difficult to get in Chick-fil-A. Um, so a lot of people don't know this, but it actually only costs $10,000 to buy a franchise at Chick-fil-A. Uh, so that leads to about over 30,000 applications a year. So that's a lot, very daunting. Now they only select about 80 to 100 of those 30,000 people. So the, uh, it's very difficult. Your percentage of entrance is very difficult. So that's why we have spent many years working for another owner-operator, um, trying to put our time in to find the opportunity for us. So a lot of us have, have worked a lot, uh, many hard hours and years, um, just kind of working our way through Chick-fil-A. Mm. So the cost is low, but the demand, so to speak, is high and only certain individuals are selected, and that's really a small number of people. So why do you think, Josh, you know, statistically, it's interesting that Cairn University, with its roughly 11,000 alumni, within a short span, the three of you have been selected for this. What is the connection between that? Why would uh, Chick-fil-A select Cairn University grads for something that they select so few people for? You know, I, it, it's... It's cool to see that. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to me either um, on the onset. But knowing the education we got here, I mean, I've had three degrees from Karen. Um, it's we're raising up and, and teaching future leaders uh, with character, um, and that's that's something that we're really about here and with Chick Fil A is ha- being men of char- men and women of character um, that also have entrepreneurial skills. Um, we, we have opportunities to, to minister to those that were around. Um, you know, we want to have a positive impact on all the, that come in contact with Chick-fil-A. That's part of our corporate purpose. And if you look at that corporate purpose, it does align a lot with our, our Christian worldview and our biblical worldview that is um, shared so in every one of our classes um, that we had here at, at Cairn University. So um, it, it's still highly competitive, um, as Brad just shared. We, you know, it, we, you hear $10,000 and you say, oh, I want 10 of them because I, I can put them all over the place. But it's so much more 
than a financial investment. Um, because if it was just a financial investment, people would have 10. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a real opportunity to get into our communities and be that, that, that light in that community and that positive impact on everyone in that, in that community. And that's something I know, at least I can speak for myself, and these guys would probably echo that, is that, that the, the, the life lessons and the, the interactions and the social things that we had here at, at Karen helped us be able to prepare for um, what we're doing in the business on a daily basis, selling chicken. Each of you has a distinct story for how you came into your uh, owner-operator status. Uh, Luke, maybe we could start with you. How did you get into the position you, you are, and was that what you expected when you were a student here? It was not, no. I, um, you know, I always thought I would be a missionary or a pastor or youth pastor in some sort of official full-time you know paid capacity ministry and um, uh, but God had other plans Um, but the cool thing is is that that was his plan and I'm right where I thought I would be as far as having that opportunity to minister to people and to care for people and um, I read a quote just the other day and I think I uh, in my 30 uh, 36 year olds we know how to tweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, we know how to use Instagram. And uh, so I, I Instagrammed, Josh, these, this little screenshot of a Mother Teresa quote. That's, she says, stay where you are. And I, I don't have it verbatim here, but stay where you are. And basically, if you have the eyes to see need, you know, you're going to see them. And you're going to have that ability um, to minister. And, um, and so that's what I love about Chick-fil-A. Um, I don't view what I do as a job or as work. I love it. Um, you know, I could do this. I could do Chick-fil-A stuff all day long um, because it doesn't feel like work. And, um, and I love it the most because it's about people. And as Josh mentioned, it's about having that positive influence. Um, and um, so the, the opportunities are everywhere, whether it's a team member, uh, whether it's a, uh, a guest, um, I mean, we've gotten to know certain guests of ours where we'll, you know, my, my store is located right next to a hospital, and we'll hear that so-and-so's in the hospital, you know, we'll take food over to their family who's in the waiting room, you know, um, we'll send cards to people, you know, you know, with team members, there's, there's countless opportunities, somebody's moving, you know, oh, hey, you know, why don't you use my truck, you know, um, and, uh, you know, just this past weekend, I shared earlier in chapel, I was able to be, um, to lead and officiate a funeral for a team member who had died 24 years old um, and he had passed away and um, you know no insurance policy no funds no pastor no church nothing Um, and so um, I was honored to be able to lead that funeral for that family and care for them and um, and that's why I do what I do Um, it's more than just about selling chicken sandwiches though we want to do that and sell a lot of them um, but um, it's more than that, you know. It's about in, impacting and influencing lives, and um, and and so yeah, that's that's what we're after. Now, Brad, I remember when your restaurant opened because Karen was actually represented there in full force. Dr. Williams actually came out and prayed yeah, at the great. opening of your restaurant, and I don't think you were you were thirty years old at that point, right? No, absolutely not. Well, but I am now. Yeah, you're now. <laughs> I look like it. Right. I'm aging fast. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's an amazing thing uh, at that age to have 
been entrusted with, mm -hmm. with your own restaurant. How did that come about? I mean, a lot of that, I think even my beginning was all about unexpected opportunities. And true what Kathy said in his book, mm -hmm. we change the world and ourselves by our response to unexpected opportunities. And I was talking in, in chapel earlier too that I had applied with four you know, nationally recognized organizations that I thought I would be a part of upon my graduation. I thought I was qualified for that. And I got turned down by all of them. Um, but God opened doors at Chick-fil-A that I never thought possible. And those were all opportunities that I knew he put me there. And I, I gave 100% of my time and sacrificed a lot even through my first year of marriage and my wife, I, I'm just so thankful for her sacrifice along the way too, just uh, dedicating herself to Chick-fil-A. And so we were in a mall for a couple of years and it was a very tough, low volume mall. Um, a lot of years, um, tears, blood, sweat, were all spent there in those mall years, but it really helped form who I am today. And we were able to open up our location in Harrisburg, March 3rd of last year. Um, so it's been great, you know, even this past year has been challenging, but still relying on God every day for everything that we need. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Brad, Josh, and Luke for joining us. And if you're listening to this, next time you're in a Chick-fil-A, I encourage you to be encouraged with the fact that there are at least three Karen grads out there who have been able to acquire a restaurant of their own, entrusted to them, and that they, like so many other Karen grads, are living out the mission of Karen in all corners of the world and all different vocations, serving Christ uniquely in each situation. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for inside Chick-fil-A information. If somebody goes into a Chick-fil-A, can you give me something that will be of interest to them that maybe that they didn't know? Something that will give them a little bit behind the scenes picture of, of what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mentioned earlier our drive-through is um, has been awarded uh, the, the fastest drive-through in America. And so we're, we try to maintain a culture of urgency and, and hustle and speed. And, uh, you know, so if you ever in there and you look behind the counter and you see red screens, that means that um, we're pulling our hair out and we're running around as quick as possible to serve our guests because red is bad. That means, you know, guests have been waiting a little bit too long. So our goal is to keep it, keep those screens green. And um, so that's one little tidbit there. And it's three seconds, is that right? Uh, three, well, three seconds. Yeah. Three seconds. <laughs> Speed. <That's> pretty fast. <laughs> it's uh, two minutes, yeah, right? Two minutes, two minutes for to keep it in the green. Uh, three minutes yellow and five minutes red, if I'm remembering correctly here. But uh, that's one little tidbit there. So a couple of things people may not recognize or realize is that uh, Chick-fil-A or Truett Cathy, who founded Chick-fil-A, uh, pioneered the nuggets. Um, so a lot of people credit it to other companies, but... Truett wanted shall to... remain nameless? Yeah, I'm not going to say which, which company that is. Um, <laughs> but he pioneered it because he had extra meat on the chicken breast when he was making his sandwiches and kind of came up with the, the bite-sized nugget piece. So he pioneered that. And also the food court concept. There was no food in retail shops before that. So I think it was in 1964 when he opened the first mall um, and franchised it out um, that he brought food into a retail space. And that was kind of pioneering of the food court era. Um, so we're, it's kind of commonplace today, but um, he pioneered that idea. And in most of our locations, people may not realize that our lemonade is hand-squeezed, although we are over time getting lemon juicers in there. Um, but it's a lot of hard work, so next time you enjoy a refreshing glass of lemonade, there's a lot of work that went into that. 
Yeah, lemon sugar water. Lemon sugar water. It's a very simple recipe. <laughs> Don't tell anybody I just gave you the recipe, though. That's secret recipe. It's secret recipe, yeah. If it's diet lemonade. <laughs> Splenda water, lemon juice. Lemon, yeah. Um, what, what did I say? Oh, the... Um, Sunday? Yeah, Sundays. So we're closed on Sundays, and a lot of people probably uh, wake up on after church, and they're like, oh, man, I really want Chick-fil-A, and they get upset when they realize our doors are closed. But um, the the reason a lot of people think it's well because we're we're you know Christian chicken and we want to uh, that's why we're closing Sunday and we're doing church in the in the kitchen um, of our of our restaurants <laughs> but um, it, that's not the case it, back when Truett uh, began Chick Fil A and actually in his first restaurant um, the Dwarf House Grill he he had a cot in the back room and um, even his home was close and they had a uh, gravel driveway that when they the, the tires would go over the gravel it would, it would awake him and he would just go turn the lights on and got a customer and we, we'd do that and um, it was important for him and and his wife Jeanette to to have a day because that restaurant was open 24 hours a day and to have that day for family and yes he used it for for church he was a strong uh, Southern Baptist and he 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 did Sunday school for middle school boys up until his his late late years of life um so he used it for church and, and we don't make anyone sign a document that they have to go to church on sundays when they, we hire him on but but we are thankful for for that that commitment to family that he had and it's kind of trickled down and now we're known for that we're known for that um being closed on sundays and it, th that's the reason so and i we we appreciate having that day for for our, our family